Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax Jay Hen. What was it, man? That's LJ. Reminiscing about fucking high school, man, right there. Holy crap, man. Woo. That, that back. man. That first round draft picks was mean. That was mean, dude. I remember, I think, didn't we like ask our parents if we can get a ride to Austin just to get that CD or something like that, dude? For sure. Because sure. I for sure did not drive at that point in my life. We had the we had those Sony Walkmans with the fucking headphones, so mom and dad couldn't hear what the fuck was in our deck. <laughs> what did you just say? You said tipping foes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what clearly. the fuck is tipping out tipping foes and pipping hoes? <laughs> Why is he giving out his phone number? Well, that's just what he does, Mom. But yeah, Who? <laughs> Who? What's the significance of uh that song right there, of that artist? Hmm. That artist specifically. That Yo, artist it's Magno. It's Magno, you hurt. Magno, you hurt. Yo, who, it's magnificent. Who is Magno for those who don't know? Magno was a member of the Swisher House. Swisher Blast. Swisher House, Swisher he had, Blast. He had an album, not a track, an actual album with Mike Jones. Yeah. Features yeah. with you know, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, Chameleon Air. You know, he even had tracks with Bun B, you know, Hawk. Fabulous, F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Yeah, man. Dude's a Texas legend. Legend. Yeah. He stayed in LJ's 87 Caprice. Actually, I bet he's still there, to be honest with yeah, you. I bet if you look in that deck, Carriage Road, still in the deck. Oh, yeah. If, if I don't know where that car is, but if you found it, if you looked in the deck, there's first-round draft picks or collection plate in there for sure. For sure it's in there. Okay, so you said it's magnificent, a swisher house, but uh, what about him? What about him? Magno was on the motherfucking podcast. We he's got, on. He's on wax today. We got him on wax. We got Magno on wax. We got that. Got that motherfucker on podcast. Oh, we got him on the podcast. You want to give him a call right quick? Yeah, man. Let me give him a call. 
All right, his phone number is 281-330. And I can't tell the rest, though. But it ain't eight. But it ain't eight zero zero four. I can promise you that, partner. All right. So we got Magno on the line, man. So, um, dude, um, I I own collection plate. I own first round draft picks, man. You know those stayed in my deck. You know, um, when did you decide to join Swisher House, and who approached who f- for the deal? You know, if y'all know T. Ferris. Y'all probably hear shout him out all the time. T. Ferris sure. ended up being. Yeah, he ended up being the A&R of Swisher High. But at the time, he was just, you know, he was like an intern or whatnot. You know, we were all, me and him, same age, me and him and Mike. So, you know, I had met him, like, real early in the game. But uh, I had always seen him around, I always seen him around class or whatnot, around the school, around the campus. But, uh, you know, he had the Swisher High's piece on. And the thing was, back in those days, you know, we didn't know how any, we didn't know how nobody looked, you know, as far as like any of the rappers, because they were just on the mixtapes. We just knew their voices. Right. We didn't know they, uh, we we didn't know who it was. So I didn't know if he was Slim Thug, Big Pick, you know, Tiger. I didn't know who he was. So I never did really approach him or nothing, because I didn't want to seem like I was bopped out or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the time, uh, one of my partners, he had, he had, uh, I think I, my car had broke down one week. And one of my partners, he had came to school me up from the school highs, and he actually knew T. Ferris from, you know, going to, uh, I think he went to a community college somewhere with him, like, the previous semester or whatever. So he knew he knew who he was, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, that's my boy. So he, int- he introduced me to uh, T. Ferris personally. And, uh, you know, T. Ferris checked out my demo right there on the spot. I used to always keep my demo with me everywhere I went. So, you know, I used to have a bunch of copies. Yeah, I used to keep a bunch of copies with me, you know what I'm saying? You know, I I used to always feel like, hey, you never know who you're going to run into. You know what I'm saying? And just so happened, I'm going to school with, you know what I'm saying, somebody that work at the hottest underground label in the city. So, you know, my partner, uh, partner Tino, shots out to him. He introduced us. I let him check out my demo, checked out my demo, and he was like, hey, I can't make no promises, but you know, I'm going to let Watson them check it out. You know what I'm saying? In the meantime, I'm going to let my boy DJ Bull check it out as well. And I was like, bad. You know what I'm saying? Because I heard of Dirty Third Records too. So, you know, it just went from there. I got on the the Dirty uh, Third mixtape. Uh, it was called the Texas Takeover. I want to say, say what it was called, the Texas Takeover. And that was like was the first the tape takeover. I was on. The Takeover. Yeah, yeah, takeover. yeah. That's what it was. Actually... Yeah, I, I mean, that was a that long time. Yeah, no, I actually remember that mixtape. That was actually a Yeah, that tape. was my first tape. That was my first tape out, man. You know what I'm saying? That was like, that actually, you know, came out, I, I want to say November 2001, November, December 2001. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man, that was a minute ago. That was my first tape out. And then when watching them heard that, you know what I'm saying? You know, I word got back to me. Hey, why want you to come to the lab? And I jumped on Final Chapter 2K2. You know what right. I'm saying? That's and that was like the next month. That's funny you say that about um, not knowing who people were because when uh, – and, and I know he's heard this before, but we used to listen – me and LJ used to listen to um, Paul Wall in there all the time, and I had no idea right. that Paul Wall was white yeah, for the either. absolute yeah, longest time. Yeah, a lot time. of people. 
when uh, get yeah, when a lot of people thought right. that, man. <laughs> yeah, when get your a lot mind of people right, thought he was out. I seen the cover yeah. and I was like, holy shit, Paul Wall's white. That sh- that surprised the shit out of me. Real talk, you know what I'm saying? I, and I one thing question. about it, or go ahead. Real quick, um, I was listening to a prior yeah. interview of yours, and you had actually uh-huh. mentioned that you gave a CD, like a, your demo, out to Dope House. You were you were willing to sign, like you thought that was a good fit, or at that point, you were just willing to do whatever it took to get signed. Hmm. Well, you know, at the time, man, you know what I'm saying. I, I was coming up because you know I, I came up in an era where you know. I was listening to Swisher House, but at the same time, it was so early in the game. We all remember the Swisher House. The people we grew up on was a screwed up click. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we always pay homage to, to the SUC because a lot of us, you know what I'm saying, we grew up on those guys. Those guys were older than us probably by, you know, 10, 12 years, some of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, right. you know, and the way, way that all ties in, you know, SPM used to be on a lot of those those yep. screwed up click tapes. Sure he used to be on a lot of those, you know, those DJ screw tapes. Yep. So I looked up to all of these guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong, you know, they was on the opposite side of town, you know what right. I'm saying? But by this time, you know, by, by this time, you know, people was kind of dibbling, dabbling across town. Like, on the cool, a lot of people don't know, you know, Lucky Luciano, he's, he's from down the street, you know what I'm saying? You know, Gulf Bank, you know what I'm saying? Acres Home, you know what I'm saying? But he was on Dope House. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I, so I, I remember it. that too. Yeah, you know, and even rap a lot. You know what I'm saying? They had people from the North and the South. So when it came to music-wise, you know, the Plex weren't really too thick like that. That was mostly in the street. And then mm-hmm. by the time I was coming around, that was kind of dying off. You know what I'm saying? With my generation, like with, you know, Slim and Flip. You know, Flip, he used to come record with us over at the Swisher House. You know what I'm saying? He was on I-45 and all that. So by that time, by the time I was coming around, you know what I'm saying, any north side, south side, you know, plex was kind of diminished, especially in the music-wise. Now, in the street, you know, it's still a little bit there, you know what I mean? Right. For the most part, yeah, I had sent, I had, man, I had sent demos out to Sucker Free. I sent <laughs> demos out to, uh, shit, like I say. Uh, when you I said that, yeah, you said Dirty Third Records, Sucker Free, Swisher House. You were, you were yeah. doing quite a, quite a oh, few. Oh, man. Yeah, but when you said hey, dope man, house, of... it kind of rang a bell. I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, dope house too." Okay. Hell yeah, everybody. Hell yeah, man. You know, and I was, you know, I'm a fan of, I'm a, always been a fan of uh, SPM, man. You know, shouts out he's, to SPM. He's you one know of my favorite. I mean? you know? He's one of my favorite. He's dope. Yeah. I still jam SPM. Real talk. You know, I'm one of them dudes. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I still jam all the old shit. <laughs> yeah, what's What's your relationship with with Paul Wall and Chameleon Air like at as of right now? Man, I haven't seen uh, Cam in a minute, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to say uh, Cam, he moved to L.A. He's been out there, you know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. getting his bag on out there, man, you know? Yep. So, uh, you know, doing the tech thing, I think, out there in Silicon Valley or whatever. But, shoot, Paul Wall, I just seen him recent, man. You know, that's the homie, man. You know, a lot of people don't know uh, one of the first shows that me and Mike did out of state, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I would say out of region because we, we went way to, like, Shoot, they they let us open up for them way and like I think that was uh Mobile, Mobile, no no not Mobile, that was uh Pensacola, Florida. So that, that was like my first time being way out there. And this was like still early in me and Mike's career. It was still like you know early o two two thousand two. You know what I'm saying? Which, which was the uh, Swisher House CD that came with the um the DVD? I think it was on the DVD, right? 
One of the switch yeah, yeah, channels. Yeah, yeah, they actually had, had that footage. Right. Yeah, that was Mike's. That was Mike's CD, man. That was, I want to say, Balling on the Ground. And that actually go. had the footage from that. It had the footage right. from that. Sure it did. And yeah, that was, that, that footage was from a whole year prior. You know what I'm saying? That was when we were still, you know, coming up in the game. And I always, you know, always going to respect, you know, Paul and Cam for that. Because, you know, we was just coming up in the game. And, yeah. you know, they was like, hey, you know, they let us come and open up for them. Even broke bread with us, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was big for us, you know what I'm saying? We were still in the street, you know what I mean? So that was real. What What do you think caused the the friction between Paul and Camillionaire? Is there more to the story than what the people got? I think uh, I, I think I think the people pretty much got everything, you know what I'm saying? Because okay. you know, I, I know for the most part, you know what I'm saying. It seemed like they were just growing apart, you know what I'm saying? Because I know I know they're gonna be. You know, partners away from you know, teens, early teens or whatnot. You know, but what people don't understand is once you, once you get to doing business, you know what I'm saying. You know, the business can sometimes drive a wedge between you know, right. you and your partner. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's like it's easier when they it's easier when you both broke. You know what I'm saying. But right. then when that money starts coming in, you yeah. know, you you start finding so, stuff so, out about your brother you didn't know. You know, like damn. Yeah. But you know. I was going to ask, you know, Swisher House had so many, you know, talents, you know, you know, that you, Mike Jones, Cam, Paul, I was wondering, you know, did you have to like create your own sound in order to like stand out from those guys or like did like, or, or, or did everyone kind of, you know, mesh together to kind of form products or like, did you feel that, did you feel that, you know, as that, as like Magno, you, you kind of had to set yourself apart? Man, I, I think it's actually both of the, both of those answers on the cool man. I like definitely, you know, like me, I came in probably I was like probably the second or third generation of you know you had you know, left the world Archer Lee, then you had you know Lamario and Pig Tiger, then later on Paul Cam, then me and Mike. So me growing up on you know on these guys, you know what I'm saying? Because they was doing it already in nine eight. I came on like right around like two thousand one. So. Me growing up on them the prior three years, I already knew that I had to come with something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then you know, at the same time, just like you said for the first answer, you know, we we had to come together like gumbo. You know what I'm saying? With so many guys, you know, if you're trying to come with the same style as the next person, then you know, it's going you're not gonna really stand out. You know, if you want to stand out, you have to come with your own style. You know your own style that you that nobody and me I already had a distinctive voice you know what i'm saying right and <laughs> yeah i just knew i had to come with something different you know what i'm saying i had to be different man you know what i mean because everybody they already had the i'm gonna come down style or whatever you know i just had to come with some different shit you know what i mean yeah for sure right yeah, for sure. Um, also wanted to know, man, like you have a bunch of songs, you have a bunch of albums, man. I mean, you have so many, you know, different songs and mixtapes and albums. I was wondering, is like there a particular album that like you, uh, you know, find more significant than the other or and is is there a particular, you know, album where like you kind of wish you could have gone back to like do something different to like collab with this person, you know, or just do something different on it? Man, okay, the first, uh, I would say the first project that's very significant, I would say, is the collection plate. The collection plate, you know what I'm saying, That that's like, you know what I'm saying, I'm cool, that's like, no homo, that's my baby, you feel me? Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I look at it like, 
Yeah, real talk. Because I look at like that project almost didn't come out. You know what I mean? Like on the cool. You know, uh, a lot of people at the label didn't feel I was ready yet. They didn't feel I was ready to drop. You know what I'm saying? They thought I was for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, hey, the, the uh, you know, the first round drop picks it had did so good. You know what I'm saying? They had we had so like twenty thousand the first two weeks out. So I was like, all these people know who I am. I need to go ahead and come out with, you know, I need to go ahead and come out with my own project to show I can hold my own. You know, Mike at the time, like I mentioned the uh, the DVD earlier, he had came out with Ballin' on the Ground with the bonus DVD, you know. You know, I was like, man, I, you know, they, they, they ain't like, they, you know, they want me to drop. They was thinking I wasn't ready yet. You know, and I don't know. Maybe I wasn't. I, you know, tell me, I felt I was. So, you know, no telling. I don't know how to look at it, but when it came out, it's so damn good. You know what I'm saying? It just didn't. Yeah. I think they was. I think they was trying to hold it to the bar. What Mike did. You know what I'm saying? Right, Mike right. did. Man, that ball, that ball on the ground did damn good with that. The dick don't yeah. feel me now and all that shit on there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, yeah. niggas, be, hey, niggas be laughing, but hey, yeah. the homie sold. Uh, he sold thousands and thousands and thousands of copies. That, that shit is still time. getting played today. Yeah, dick today. don't feel oh, yeah. me now. Oh, yeah. Don't feel me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real talk. So, yeah, so you know, they was, but that's why Collection Plate always stood out to me because it almost didn't come out. You know, but I I credit Watts. Watts was like, nah, fuck that. I, LJ, I think you should drop it. LJ, you, you know own collection plate, didn't I, you, boy? I, I own collection plate. I went to Music Mania and specifically bought a collection plate and jammed that for the longest time. Music guess, Mania, yeah. yeah. I yeah. sold a bunch of uh, product up there, man. For real, we're, for real. Like we're that. from Smithville, so so we had okay, to take a right. drive forty minutes. Every time we wanted a CD, there was, we literally had to go from Smithville to, to Music Mania just to buy our shit all the time. Yeah. Wow. I appreciate I it too, man. That's like seventh graders, by the way. We were like in seventh grade, eighth grade. We'd have our parents take us over wow. just to buy us albums. Yeah. I had That's no idea. Real. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea how to purchase anything online. So everything had to be, Mom, could you Couldn't. could you please take me <clears> to Austin so I can go get this CD? So. Yeah, man. That, that, that collection plate. That collection plate, for sure, man. For sure. And and I actually man, own I the first round draft picks. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, that, you know, that, of course, that was very significant, man. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. We yeah, actually man. played the, uh, we actually played, um, I forget the name of the song right at the bat, but we actually played um, Cutting to begin the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, you know, was that nice. was a big track for us, too, man. We got a bunch of radio play with that and um, Day to Day Grinding. But cutting was like our biggest song, man. Like that, that right there was our biggest track on now, man. Like to this day, they still play that a lot in Dallas and a bunch of other, you know, spots on the radio. Yeah, man, for sure. Are you currently yeah. Are you currently signed to Money Train? No, I'm actually not signed. I'm just been, you know, being that, you know, me and Mike, we go back. You know, me and Mike go back since we was like 14, man. We go back over 20 years, man. So, right. you know, by us, you know, just being cool. I'm kind of over there just like mentor for the younger artists or whatnot. But at the same time, you know, click wise, I'm down with them. But, you know, I have my own company still, Wildlife Records. Okay, so I've just okay. been doing I seen that. that. Too. I'm, All right. Yeah, nice. yeah. I've been having, really, I, I've been having Wildlife Records since 2003. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it was like summer of 03 when, you know, I uh, split from Swisher Highs, man. And, 
you know. When, when like, you split was, like, from Swisher bit. House, when you split from Swisher House, was there any type of tension there? Like, did you ever have a drop off with with Mike Jones and have to reconcile as time went on, or there was there was no definitely, tension? yeah, def, definitely. I mean, you know, it wasn't no, you know, like we, you know, trying to fight each other or nothing stuff, but it was. Just like I say, how how it go in the game. Whenever you know your partner, you, you got a partner. Y'all both come in broke, and then the mm-hmm. money coming to the pitcher. Stuff just started getting kind of fuzzy, and uh, you know, it, it just I, I don't know, man. It's like I can't solely just blame him, but at right. the same time, I held him the most accountable because I knew him before everybody else. You know what I mean? Just like if right. you go into a situation with your partner. You know, you, you you and him is meeting everybody else. You know what I'm saying? But you know him before everybody else. So I'm looking. I'm, I'm holding him the most accountable. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, loyalty. You know what I mean? But I don't know. We was young. You know, I just chalk it up to that. You know, we was young guys. You know what I'm saying? We was 19, 18, 19, 20, coming into the game. You know, from nothing. You know, and uh, you know, it just happened how it happened. At the same time, you know. When he went on and got the deal and everything, so I just kept on working, man. And I ended up, you know, doing a situation with DJ Clue and collabing with, you know, Fabulous. I ended up getting a spot on the uh, Street Dreams mixtape or the Losos nice. Way mixtape, yeah. you know, and just, who's, you know, who's been the Clue tapes. Who's been the most notable feature like who have you got on a track with and, and like it was the biggest accomplishment like fabulous for instance yeah, like yeah. who has yeah who i would has... say yeah I, I mean damn i don't know man it's, it's it all depends on how people will look at it you know what i'm saying because shoot like shoot, i was on a pepsi smash with people like shoot yeah. big hawk and bun b and you know like you know that, that's what i grew up on you know yeah. what i'm saying that's so right, i look yeah. at that as the that's biggest yeah. okay yeah but yeah. But but you know somebody that's from you know somewhere else may say you know the fabulous thing you know from when I popped up on his mixtape which you know to me that was bigger you know it would make big to have him on my tape but right, I like right. being in his world like mm-hmm. all his fans got to yeah. see who I am you know what I mean so right. and we, we we was on a track called smoking and sipping you know what's what's by, next uh, chops what's next for Magno. Well, I just, I haven't long dropped uh, a project called Grind Forever. I dropped that last right. year, and I'm going to drop a follow-up to that probably okay. next month called Grind Forever Volume 2, the Vet Mem Strip. It's named after a street here on the north side called Veterans Memorial. All right, there you so, go. We got to push that, man. Yeah, Grind Forever. Yeah, you know, uh, it's a playoff for the day-to-day grinding song, you know what I'm saying? Because we still grinding forever, you know. It ain't go. just day-to-day grinding, grind there forever, you, you know. Drop it on the Wildlife Records. Oh yeah, and another track. I want to. I mean, another album. I want to make sure you know people know about it. The Greens Point of No Return Project. You know what I'm saying? That was okay. doing real good online. If people ain't got that, you know, where can people find for that? the Magno fans? Man, like anywhere, Amazon, E Music, uh, iTunes. Okay. You can go to. You can go to. Uh, the link is actually in my bio. If you okay. uh, follow me on IG at Magno, you heard at Magno underscore you heard. Can, you know now, b- before so, before we wrap up, can can we get it? It's Magno, you heard. Magno, you heard. You yeah, already you know, man. That's appreciate perfect. y'all, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. One hundred, man. Thank you.
Well, like I said, we didn't want to take too much of your time. We appreciate it. Um, you'll be hearing from us soon, all right, bud? Already, man. Thank you again. Hey, keep grinding. Yes, sir. Y'all too, man. Congratulations right. on the podcast. All hey, right. we appreciate it. Well, thank you. Bye. Yes, sir. All right.